Likutei Sichos, Chelek Tezvav, Volume 15, the first Sicha for Parshas Vayetze. This Sicha is related to the verse in the Parsha, in the dream of Yaakov, where Hashem promises him, Ufaratzta Yamav Akema Vetzafonavanegva, that you would spread forth, you and your descendants, to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. Now, for a better appreciation of this parsha, it's worth of this sicha, is worth mentioning in a preface that the soul of a Jew has five levels: nefesh, ruach, neshama, chayechida. Typically, the way it's broken down is that nefesh, ruach, and neshama have quote a connection to the person as the person is down here in this world. In other words, they manifest themselves into the person. Of course, there's a variation between those who are more aware of it, like tzaddikim, and have a connection to a higher level of their own soul, a vivid, a real, active, higher connection. And then there is the there are the two levels, chaya and yechida, which are more, so to speak, in the higher spiritual realm, which don't really come down, don't really manifest themselves down here in that direct manner into this world. However, within those two, yechida, yechida, which means unified, comes from the word yachid, one, which is one with Hashem, is the ultimate highest level of the neshama, of the soul, which never, so to speak, comes down here and works from a distance, if I may. Another thing that's worth familiarizing ourselves with is in the mitzvah of Shabbos, in general, in the mitzvah of Shabbos observance, there are two specifics, two particulars related to space. First of all, there is the concept of the Dalit Amot, of the four cubit feet, meaning every person is assumed to have a space that is, quote, their space. It's considered their space, and it becomes as if it's their own private domain, and that is the, the, the space of four, a circumference of four Amot, four cubit feet around the person. Meaning, let's say, for example, somebody's in a public domain in the street, you can, even if you carry, you can carry within, you can, you can, transport items, you can move things, and it's not considered a transgression if it's within those four cubit feet. Anything beyond that is as if you're taking it out of your domain. Another thing is the Tchum Shabbos. The Tchum Shabbos literally translated the boundaries of Shabbos, which means that every person is restricted to uh, a certain boundary beyond their space, their normal space, their normal space being their typically their city limits. So it's 2,000 cubit, uh, biblical cubit feet beyond their uh, city limits, meaning beyond their normal space. So getting into the Sicha, the Rebbe begins and he says, in our Parsha, on the verse, Ufaratz the Yom of Akeim of Etzafon of Enegba, that Hashem promises Yaakov that you will spread forth to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. So the sages tell us in, in the tractate of Shabbat, the sages say, Rabbi Yochanan said, Kol Anybody who delights in Shabbat, we know that there is a mitzvah to delight in Shabbat, to have pleasure in Shabbat. So anybody who delights in Shabbat, Notnimlo nachala belimitzarim. He receives, they give to him a boundless, a, a, a boundless portion, meaning a tremendous, tremendous reward. Where do we know this from? Because he quotes, the Talmud quotes from Isaiah, from Yeshayahu. And over there it says, 
that a person should refrain from, quote, going in your own ways or thinking your own thoughts or speaking your own talk, meaning anything mundane, anything that is not holy and in sync with the spirit of Shabbat. And then the prophet concludes and he says, if you will do so, as tis aneg al Hashem, then you will delight in Hashem himself and I will have you, uh, you, will, you will ride on the heights of the world. And then he concludes in the verse, and actually we say this every Shabbat morning when we make the Kiddush, we recite this verse, nachalat Yaakov avicha. And I will feed you the portion of your father Yaakov. In other words, the reward for delighting in Shabbos, the ultimate reward, because he kind of, uh, um, in, 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 in describing the reward, it's a build-up, and he goes higher and higher. You will delight on Hashem, you will ride at the heights of the world, and then he concludes with, and you, I will feed you the portion of your father Yaakov. And of course, the Talmud con- uh, concludes, the Talmud adds, and he says, not like Avraham, by whom it says some form of limit. In other words, in the blessing that was given to Avraham, what did Hashem say? Kum hisalech ba'aretz. Come, walk the land to its length and to its width, and that's what I'm going to give to you. So it has a certain limitation. And not like Yitzchak says the Talmud, to whom it was said, quote, to, for to you and to your descendants, I will give these lands. Again, it's only these lands, it's limited. Rather, says the, concludes the Talmud, like Yaakov, to whom it was said, what is the portion that one gets for the observance of Shabbos? Like Yaakov, to whom it was said, that you will spread forth to the furthest points, to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. So that's a quote from the Talmud. Now, of course, it's known and it's obvious that when it comes to the reward of a mitzvah, it's a measure for a measure. That means the mitzvah and its reward, the reward and the, the, the reward for what for the mitzvah that it's coming for has a connection, has an inherent connection. What is the connection? What is the correlation between Shabbat and and this reward of boundless reward, of boundless measure. It tells us that there's something about the Shabbat that has an inherent quality of boundlessness and therefore receives this blessing of boundlessness. So, interestingly, this idea that there is a connection between Shabbat and boundlessness, we actually find in Yaakov himself. In other words, there is a medrash that says that, quote, by Avraham, the Torah does not specifically point out that he observed Shabbat. By Avraham, it doesn't say that. And therefore, says the Midrash, what was the blessing that was given to Avraham? Kum hitalech ba'aretz, the verse that I quoted previously, where Hashem said to him, come walk the land to its length and to its width, and this is what you're going to receive. However, concludes the Medrash, Yaakov, by whom it says, Vayichan et pnei ha'ir. When Yaakov finally arrived back home to Israel, after all the years he spent in this week's Parsha, by his father in Lavan, the, the Torah tells us, quote, that he camped out on the outskirts of the city. Now, why does the Torah have to tell us that? What is the Torah hinting with that? So the sages tell us, yeah, what the Torah is hinting with that is, that he arrived there, right before Shabbat, as the sun was about to set. Now, you know, in the laws of Tchum Shabbat, and the laws of the boundaries of Shabbat, which we mentioned in the preface to the Sicha, the rule is that you establish your 
dwelling, so to speak. You established your area from which you're now going to count the 2,000 cubit feet. You're going to count your boundary for Shabbat. That has to be established before Shabbat begins. In other words, before the sun sets. And that's what the verse is referring to, says the Midrash. Yaakov, who, quote, kept, and he is the first one recorded, not Avraham, not Yitzchak, but rather Yaakov. He's recorded as not only observing the Shabbat, but specifically this mitzvah, this particular aspect of Shabbat, the aspect of the boundaries of Shabbat, and he establishes it, and the verse hints to it. And therefore, concludes the Medrash, he is the one who gets the blessing of boundlessness. Again, having to do with, with, with boundaries, but because he made the boundaries of Shabbat, and it is Shabbat, therefore he got a boundless blessing. Now, of course, all the commentaries explain it's not like Avraham did not observe Shabbat. We know that Avraham, we know that Yitzchak, all of our ancestors, all observe the entire Torah. The entire Torah obviously also includes Shabbat. And as, for example, it's mentioned by Avraham that he even did the mitzvah of Eruvin, which is related to this mitzvah boundaries. However, it seems obvious that there is a special, there is a unique connection between Shabbat. And within Shabbat, this concept of boundaries in Shabbat is connected specifically and especially with Yaakov. Because by them, it's kind of mentioned in the mix. It's in a mix of all the mitzvot that they observed. Whereas by Yaakov, it seems the Torah makes a special connection, a special mention, a special observation of Yaakov having observed Shabbat and within Shabbat, the, the specific mitzvah of boundaries. And therefore, we need to delve into this and understand, get a better appreciation. What is it that connects Yaakov to that? And therefore, it can bring us back to the original uh, quote from the Talmud to better appreciate how come when one observes the Shabbat, they, be, they receive the blessing of Yaakov, that boundless portion of Yaakov. So in order to understand this, the Rebbe takes us to a discourse of the Mitla Rebbe, Rabbi Dovber of Lubavitch, that's the second Chabad Rebbe. And interestingly, it happens to be that this discourse, which we're now learning, was actually delivered by the Rebbe on the 10th of Kislev, which is the anniversary, the celebration of the release of the Mitla Rebbe, Rabbi Dovber, from arrest, which was connected to his spreading of Hasidus. So this is a very special connection to him. So he has a discourse which begins with the words, Ata Echad, you are one. Now where do these words come from? On Shabbat afternoon, in the Mincha service, in the Amidah, so after the first three common blessings, the template, so to speak, of Amidah, the special portion which is for Shabbat, we begin, Ata Echad Veshimcha Echad, you are one, your name is one, and then we talk about the greatness of Shabbat, and then we conclude, we say, that ki mi'itcha hi menuchatam, for from you, from you directly, is their rest, meaning the rest of Shabbat comes from you, Hashem, directly, ve'al menuchatam, and on their rest, yedishu shmecha, Jews are ready to sanctify your name, meaning, practically uh, translated, that they're ready even to give up their lives, they're ready to have self-sacrifice for the sake of, of the rest of Shabbat, which comes directly from you. So over there he explains the inherent difference between 
all the mitzvot in the Torah and the, this mitzvah of Shabbat. In other words, he, he explains there the uniqueness of the mitzvah of Shabbat. You see, what he says is as follows. All the mitzvot, there is a difference in the quality, in the level of observance between one person and another. It's obvious that somebody who's a bigger tzaddik, their observance is on a whole different level. And therefore, their impact of their mitzvah is on a whole different level. For example, take the mitzvah of tefillin. It's true that everybody puts it on the same hand, or the same head, in the same spot. However, it's obvious that the effect of the mitzvah cannot be compared from a simple person to a very great tzaddik, to somebody who's really on a whole different level. Whereas, he says, Shabbat, what is really the inherent aspect of the observance of Shabbat? What is Shabbat? Shabbat, the word Shabbat means to rest, to refrain from work, to refrain from being engaged in any whatsoever tasks. He says in that, in the idea of rest, meaning not to work, in that everybody is equal. Although, of course, one can say that there is still a difference between the not working of a person who's now not working a heavy menial job versus a non, not the not working of, let's say, an accountant or a, or, or a scholar, to the not working of a rabbi, it's true. But in the actual idea of not working, everybody is the same. In other words, in the, in the, in the actual essential resting, the, the, the refraining from work, everybody is the same. What is really the reason why the mitzvah of Shabbos is specifically such that everybody's equal in it? In other words... Why is it so that in this mitzvah it comes out that everybody is the same? So he says because the mitzvah of Shabbat, what really is the mitzvah of Shabbat? It is that in the deepest level of the soul, that the soul itself rests in the deepest level, in the highest level of the soul, which of course we know, we would call it, as we become familiar with already, the level of Yechida. In the highest point of the soul, in the essence of the soul, there is the essence of rest. There is this minucha, this peacefulness, this rest that comes about on Shabbos. And of course, this will help us understand why Shabbat is equal by everybody on the deepest level. You see, because the yechida, yechida, this level of the soul, is equal by everybody because it's not something that manifests itself. It's not something that comes down in, quote, in a revealed manner, in some kind of um, manifestation that could be measured bigger or smaller. In other words, since it is so abstract, since it remains in such a high superficial uh, manner in the spiritual realm, therefore, it's equal for the greatest tzaddik to the simplest person. And this can actually also help us understand and appreciate better what we say in that same prayer. We conclude by saying, Ki For from, quote, from you, from you directly. When we say you, we're talking to the essence of Hashem. Notice it doesn't say, Or any other name of Hashem, which is already a description of a certain manifestation, meaning a certain limited expression of godliness. Rather, we say from you, which is directly from you, which is absolute essence of God. And this helps us understand also the connection to the idea of misirut nefesh, 
why he mentions they're ready to sacrifice they're ready to sanctify your name through means of self-sacrifice what is the connection because once again the idea of the surat nefesh once it is the idea of of the essence of the soul. It is universal by everyone. It's not something that can be explained. It's not just that only great people will sacrifice themselves for Hashem versus simple people. It is something that comes out from the depth of the soul. And since going back to the Yechidah, since the Yechidah is whole by everyone, the Yechidah is beyond any whatsoever manifestation to any particular aspect of the person. So where is this Yechidah? In other words, where is it? It's certainly not in our bodies. It's certainly not in our attributes and our functions of the soul, as it's called. It's not even in our garments or in our homes, which are certainly more superficial. They're more, so to speak, around us, but still they have a connection to us. They're not something in which the Yechida can manifest itself. Where is the Yechida? The Yechida actually is in the surrounding space of a person. It doesn't go into specifically any, it doesn't specifically go into anything in particular because it cannot. It cannot, so to speak, garb itself. It cannot limit itself to something in particular that's connected to the person. It's more superficial. It's out there, but it's in the space of the person. It goes into the four cubic feet, so to speak, of the person. Not in his body, again, not in his garments, not in his house, in the space of the person. And this gives us an appreciation of the concept of Shabbos. That Shabbos, since the rest comes from the essence of the soul, so where is the highest expression of the rest, of the idea of Shabbat? Why is it so important on Shabbat, this idea of space, the idea of boundaries, because that's the only, uh, so to speak, caption that we have. That's the only thing that can capture the soul, the essence of the soul, the Yechidah, that is so much inherent in the idea of Shabbat. And that's why when the Torah, one of the first times the Torah speaks about the mitzvah of Shabbat, what does the Torah say? Shavu ish tachtav. Sit every man in their place. Stay put do not go out from your place. In other words, stay within the Yechida. Stay connected to the Shabbat. Stay connected to the essence of the soul. The only expression for it down here in the physical world is by honoring, by respecting, by appreciating the concept of the space around the person. And now we can, of course, understand and appreciate that what is the reward? What is the reward for keeping Shabbat? The idea of boundless space. When you keep space, which is, like we just pointed out, the inherent essence that brings out truly what Shabbat is all about, as Shabbat is, once again, to mention, to, to repeat what we said before, Shabbat is connected to the essence of the soul, which really cannot limit itself to anything specific, but just to this general space around the person. So therefore, the reward, again, the reward is that special space that becomes boundless for the person. And now we'll understand the special connection to Yaakov. Why Yaakov? You see, remember, we have three, three things here. We have Shabbos, we have the bounds, the space, and we have the 
blessing of boundlessness. You see, because Yaakov was the ultimate of all the three of the patriarchs. Yaakov, in fact, we see it. Where do we see it? Even in the blessings that Hashem gave him. Remember when Hashem gave to Avraham the blessing about his descendants, he says they will be like the stars of the sky. But when he speaks to Yaakov, what does he say? And your children, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. Of course, that means that they'll be plentiful, they'll be all over the world, just like dust is found all over the world. But also it means that they'll have the inherent quality of dust, which is bitul. The idea of bitul. The ultimate idea of bitul is connected to the essence of the soul. That is the yichida, because that is the level of the soul that even from a spiritual perspective has no self, so to speak. It is one with Hashem. It isn't anything of itself. It doesn't have its own character. And now you see everything comes together. The idea of Farasta, Yamava came of Tzafon of Anegba, how it's inherently connected with as a reward of Shabbat, because that is the same idea that what Yaakov is, Yaakov represents the, the idea, the concept of Shabbat, the idea of the boundaries and the boundlessness, which is a reward for it.